0: During last spring's coaching carousel, Missouri hired Dennis Gates and LSU hired Matt McMahon. And right now, it looks like there's no chance that Mr. McMahon is better than Mr. Gates. So let's talk about those decisions and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball, and this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On, make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And by the way, speaking of our friends at FanDuel, they have the Tigers giving 10 and a half points over the Tigers to the south, that being the Louisiana State, Tigers of LSU. Yes, 10 and a half points. That's a pretty good spread for a midweek SEC ball game, but you know what? I think it's warranted Missouri playing, maybe not, if not its best basketball of the season, certainly among its best basketball of the season, while LSU just went 0 for January. They are losers of eight in a row. It's one conference win over Arkansas, but that was all the way back on December 28th at this point. Now, don't get me wrong, the other Tigers, the Bayou Bengals, have played A really tough schedule in January, just like Missouri has, but my goodness, to go 0 for 8. That's a tough look for anybody, and it doesn't seem to be getting a whole lot better right now. Texas Tech just took down LSU their past game. The Red Raiders, by the way, were 0-8 in the league until they just took down, well, Iowa State a couple nights ago. So, Interesting times in the Big 12, for sure. That league is really, really competitive, no question about that. But by the way, of course, Matt McMahon, as I alluded to in my my tease up at the top of the program, Matt McMahon was a guy that Missouri fans certainly, certainly considered. A lot of Missouri fans and beat writers were throwing the name Matt McMahon around a lot, and understandably so. He just came off an excellent year, probably his best year, with Murray State the previous season. And that includes by the way having a couple years with Ja Morant. And that's got to be his claim to fame was not only recruiting but developing Ja Morant at his program. Obviously, that's quite a coup for any coach because Ja Morant is now one of what? The best the, the best 5 or so players in the NBA at this point. We can obviously that's another podcast where we debate where Ja Morant ranks, but he's up there let's put it that way. He's a true superstar. He's a true superstar. That's for darn sure. But actually last year was the one that actually solidified Matt McMahon, I think, as a guy who needed to move up to the high major level. And well, LSU is where he landed. And while LSU certainly has a lot of challenges coming off the Will Wade era though era last season, a total roster Remake over practically very similar to Missouri, although there was not a Kobe Brown quality player hanging around for Matt McMahon. So let's be fair, even though so far this has all the signs, quite honestly, of a squad that doesn't really fit necessarily what Matt McMahon wants to do. And indeed, when I watched LSU's previous game, I wasn't really sure what they were trying to do offensively, unless they scored in transition. Basically, all their half-court possessions were getting drained down to 30 seconds, practically. Shot clock violations were almost always in play. And again, LSU also even more changed than Missouri last season. There are three true freshmen who barely play and one returner who doesn't really seem to see a whole lot of action. So it is too early To totally criticize Matt McMahon, my point here is much more that this just shows this contrast here just shows how much credit Dennis Gates deserves for being able to flip over 75-80% of his roster and have this kind of cohesion and excellent offense and fun basketball and all that good stuff. But more on LSU. Maybe their best player right now, you might remember Adam Miller from Illinois. Well, he's m- one of a bevy of transfers for LSU. Definitely a guy who this past offseason, a lot of people, including Dave, Gabe Darmond put out there that he thought that Adam Miller was a strong Missouri lean at one point. Of course, that didn't happen, and neither did Western Kentucky's Jamarian Sharp. But in retrospect, hey, perhaps... That was a good thing, right? Do you want to mess up the chemistry of this team whatsoever? And here's the thing with Adam Miller. He's a good shooter, a talented player, but so far he's taking a ton of three-pointers and not making them at a particularly efficient clip at 32%. And really, LSU in general right now, you know, they got off to a decent start, but the last month or so they just seemed like a bunch of guys taking turns sort of trying to get theirs without any real cohesion and again the portal means that there is a potential there's potential for a faster turnaround at this point back in the day you would say oh well, this is year zero for Matt McMahon but obviously Dennis Gates has shown well if you can turn over your entire roster practically in one season there is potential for a faster turnaround. But I'm emphasizing the word potential because that is so much easier said than done. In the past, of course, you would think it would be much easier, as Frank Haith showed. I think maybe his, his team maybe showed the limit for what transfers could do at a certain point. But, man, Dennis Gates has shown that, yeah, actually if you get the right mix, you can turn it around. Some of those guys were Cleveland State players, guys like... DeAndre Golston, who he had played against at the Horizon League level. Well, similarly, Matt McMahon took three guys, Trey Hannibal, Justice Hill, and K.J. Williams from Murray State. Three of his players on last year's excellent squad that went undefeated in the Ohio Valley Conference followed him to LSU, and while K.J. Williams, the center in particular, I would say has been just about everything you could expect. A really good shooter. Indeed, while also being 6'10", he's not really an above-the-rim the, the rim kind of player whatsoever, but still, with that size and a good shooting touch on the outside, I think the fifth-year senior has been about everything you could want. But, man, the whole combination just hasn't quite been there so far for LSU. And i got to say, I expect a fairly comfortable Missouri victory tonight, and certainly a loss would be somewhat devastating. And coming up in a surprising move, Eli Drinkwitz hires a Missouri legend to be a part of his coaching staff. I got to say, I did not see this one coming. So let's talk about the move. But first, I got a bet I like for you over at FanDuel.com. And this year, the only app you need at the Super Bowl. Your Super Bowl party is at FanDuel America's number 1 sports book and of course we're really excited here at Locked On to have FanDuel on board. And if you're new to FanDuel, even better because you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And by the way, just quickly to get off the Super Bowl, I really like the Missouri LSU game actually to go over 147.5 tonight. So that's the bet I like. But to no matter what bet you like, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and most importantly, easy to use. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time. And according to several reports now, Brock Olevo is going to be the special teams analyst at the University of Missouri under Eli Drinkwitz and the Tigers. Well, that means as an analyst, we won't be seeing Brock Levo coaching on the sidelines, which frankly, that's too bad. It's too bad Brock can't at least be on the sidelines And being the intimidating presence, I'm sure he currently still is. Of course, Brock, the thing I remember about Brock the most off the field, just one of the great workout warriors of all time to the point where I remember at one point there was actually concern that perhaps Brock's fat levels, his percentage of body fat was actually getting too low. Boy, talk about a high-quality problem, as I like to often say. But in 1997, after Brock finished up his career with the Tigers, actually was Missouri's all-time leading rusher. Of course, that would ultimately end up being passed, I think, maybe by Devin West, but certainly by Brad Smith at the end of the day, no doubt about that. But his number 27 is retired on the wall at Faro Field. And well, let's not have the one millionth argument about whether that was a legitimate honor or not. It happened, folks. They're not going to take it back. Nobody's going to be wearing 27 at Mizzou ever. So Brock Olivo, like I said, w- at one time was the national special teams player of the year. A somewhat, somewhat of a, a dubious awarding of that of that, there I think Brock Oliva was famously a starting running back that played a lot of special teams, so he got, he got a lot of coverage for that in the media, and good for him. But the idea that he was absolutely the best special teams player in the country, eh, probably a little dubious. Now, again, that is a credit to him and his incredible toughness and conditioning, that he could do all those things. That he could tote the rock 20 times and go cover kickoffs as well. Pretty insane. When you think about it, but honestly, when I heard and I did hear a few days ago that Brock Olivo was on campus and sort of being wined and dined a little bit for some reason, I, I just didn't expect that, oh, he's going to be hired on the Missouri staff. I knew that Brock was a part of the university of Washington's staff as a tight ends coach in St. Louis. But for some reason, I just didn't quite put two and two together, but obviously as an analyst, that's not a full-time – he's not the special teams coach, right? That's still going to be Eric Link. But a guy who's going to help out, watch film, do all that stuff, be able to coach in practice, just not on game day, that kind of deal. So an interesting move for Brock Olivo, kind of similar to what Phil Pressy has done with Dennis Gates and the Missouri Tiger basketball team a little bit too. Flip has decided, well – I'm going to take sort of a lower on the rung job a little bit at a program that I believe in and knows me well and believes in me. And hopefully this will lead to bigger and better things. So hopefully it does for Phil Pressey and Brock Olivo as well. And transitioning back to basketball here for the rest of the show, not only is Dennis Gates off to a tremendous start on the basketball court, well, off the court I guess you could say just just off the court in the arena I think the experience has just been improved tremendously this season alone it's something I've talked about a little bit here on the show where I, I want to expand upon it even more and I thought of course a lot of Missouri fans including myself loved the throwback uniforms that Missouri wore this past Saturday against Iowa State and I just thought this was a really interesting and revelatory quote from Dennis Gates. He said, "We heard the fans loud and clear. I truly feel that uniform holds a very special place of connecting our program with our fans, but also the success that we've had at the very very peak." Well, that's a fancier more intellectual way of me calling it member berries. That's basically what I called the, that's the South Park reference I used, was that, yeah, it's just nostalgia. It's pure nostalgia. And again, like Coach Gates says, connects you back to the time when, for me, well, when I fell in love with Missouri basketball for people my age, but also a great, great time of Missouri basketball. That's what I was trying to say. If you're my age, that's the beautiful thing. You're at a very impressionable age. Well, that just so happened to be one of the best eras of Missouri basketball. And lots of people 10, 15, 20-plus years older than me feel the exact same way, and hopefully that's what's happening right now. Now, obviously winning is going to lead to a ton of fan retention and fan growth. That's always going to be the number one factor. But guess what? There's always going to be diehard fans and casual fans, and you're going to keep the casual fans coming back more, not only with victories, but also the little things, like the in-arena experience. I love that they're listening to the fans on the little things, and by they I mean not only the coaching staff, but of course Desiree Reed-Francois and her entire staff, all the people who are working under her. And just to be clear, the basketball staff, they shouldn't be listening to fans at all when it comes to basketball, when it comes to actually what's happening on the court. I believe that Charlton Young and all those guys, they got it covered. We're good to go. But things like literally just making the concession lines that have been getting really deep and sort of clogging up the, the hallways at Missouri Arena as the fans have been coming back in droves with a, for, for the first time since beer and alcohol and wine has been available to be sold, for instance. Well, those lines have been longer than they've ever been before. Well, after a few games, guess what? Mizzou adjusted, and they put some barriers up that makes you snake along, and guess what? Now, all of a sudden, you can walk through the hallways again. Well, that may sound like a little thing, and it is a little thing, and maybe on the margins, it's not going to make a huge difference in attendance, but it does make a big difference in my personal satisfaction, and I think a lot of people's satisfaction and just being able to have a slightly more... A comfortable experience in the arena and also just the satisfaction of knowing that, hey, there's some people around here actually paying attention. They're actually improving the experience here. That makes me want to keep coming back and, well, see how they keep improving it over the next few weeks and, of course, seasons as well. So two thumbs up so far on the fan experience at Mizzou Arena. And coming up, I do want to stick with this theme I want to give the ticket office a tremendous amount of credit, too. I just think there's a lot of work being done behind the scenes at Mizzou Arena right now that deserves a big-time shout-out. But first, I do want to tell you about our friends at Built Bar looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the sugar and calories. Well, then you got to try Built Bar. And when you get through the holidays as we have, yes, I know Valentine's Day is coming up. Let's not totally fall off the wagon Let's stay on the wagon by still giving ourselves the occasional delicious chocolate-covered treat that is actually filled with protein. Yes, that's Built Bar. And again, these babies are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, folks. They come in great flavors. From my experience, coconut almond, anything coconut-based with Built Bar is a winner. That's just my personal opinion. And at only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein, you got to try them out at built.com. And now you can also get them at Walmart and Sam's Club as well. And if you're near Sam's Club, as maybe you're driving down, I-70 we will pull off On the Broadway exit, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. And you know what? You can thank me later. Big shout out to the Mizzou Ticket Office Marketing Department. All the people, whoever it is who deserves the credit here. I just think it's great how aggressive Missouri has been in trying to sell as many tickets as possible this season. I just felt in previous years we just sort of rested on our laurels and sort of took for granted the margins of the stadium. Like, hey, why are we ever satisfied with just X amount of tickets? Let's try to get as many bodies in here as we possibly can, even if it's not going to be a sellout. Or maybe if it's just a few hundred shy of a sellout, well, why not have something like Missouri had yesterday, which was a 24-hour flash sale of $5 upper bowl tickets and $10 lower bowl tickets for tonight's 8 p.m. game against LSU. I love it. I think it's beautiful. Let's get some people in there at the last second. Obviously, you don't want to sell $5 and $10 tickets six months out, but 24 hours out during, during the week, you want to try to get some locals and some families in the building, maybe hook them on again, the improved Mizzou arena experience. And in particular, a really good basketball team to watch. Well, I think this is a brilliant way of doing it. Even if it's a loss leader, quote unquote, I I don't even think, I don't even see how that could be possible. You're probably going to get them in there to buy some food or something. But again, even if it's a loss leader, as they say in business, I think it's worth it trying to set the hook on new fans. Just get them in the building, get them excited, maybe get them a t-shirt or something, get them a free poster, all that good stuff. I, I just really applaud the Desiree Reed Francois, her administration, whoever's in charge, whoever deserves the credit here, ultimately I'm going to give her a lot of the credit because she is in charge, but whoever is is doing this specifically and running these these sales and all this marketing that came in the form of, of emails and text message blasts, And all this sort of new age marketing stuff that really isn't all that new age, it just seems like it's something that Missouri's been a little bit behind on the last few years. Well, I really applaud the steps that have been taken here, and I think it's shown up in the stands already. Obviously, once again, the basketball product deserves the biggest share of the credit, but I think the people working behind the scenes deserve their share as well. Hey, thanks again for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the brand new Locked on College Basketball with Isaac Shade and Andy Patton. They bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus here from big-time experts, coaches, players throughout the college landscape, that's Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, Until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.